I will be the first person to tell you that though I love it, and I just talked all about how much I love it, my mental health takes the biggest beating during fashion week. Like, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with not feeling good enough. I struggle with comparison. I, sh- I just struggle. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn. And today we're talking all about New York Fashion Week. It is officially Fashion Week again. I don't know how it keeps sneaking up so quickly, um, but it's every September and every February and we are here again. So today on the episode, I'm having my friend Caroline Vizana. She is a fashion influencer. She's written a book. She went to school for fashion. And if you guys aren't watching this on YouTube or like you don't know who she is, like she has these bright, colorful glasses that she wears and switches out. Like for, This is like her signature look, and she's always wearing like huge, bright pops of color. So picture that in your mind and imagine this, and like that's Caroline. Um, but we've met just over the past year or two at fashion events or just like at influencer events. Um, but she's amazing, and I wanted to have her on talk all things Fashion Week. So we really broke it down for you guys like what is what even is fashion week like why is it happening how do you get invited what has been like some of her best moments or my best moments or memories that we've had um so it's just a really fun episode like i love fashion in case you guys don't know i did go to school for fashion and moved to new york to do modeling but also to work in fashion so it just has a special place in my heart and it was just so nice to talk to someone else who's like in love with fashion as much as i am um So I hope you guys learned something about Fashion Week, and I hope that you just enjoyed the episode. And on that note, we're going to have Caroline. Caroline Vazana, welcome to Vulnerable. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you today? I'm good. So happy to be (laughs) chatting with you. This is so fun. I know. I'm so happy you came to the studio. Of course. Um, We're going to talk about all things Fashion Week today. And first, we're going to start with our hot topic, like cultural moment. I really need to name this segment. I always just like say like <laughs> love pop it. culture moment. But um, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is on Sunday. Crazy. And there are two teams playing. We don't care. I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell you who's playing. <laughs> to me, I know it's one of them's the Eagles, but I don't know what the other one is. Um, the point is, it's really the Rihanna concert for me. I know. I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to see her perform. I cannot believe that she's finally coming out of like hibernation. I know. I can't wait to see what she's going to wear. That too. Um, she hasn't performed since 2018. I think it was like the Grammys. Oh, wow. Yeah. When Wild Thoughts came out, she performed at the Grammys in 2018. Wow. And she hasn't released an album since 2016. So and now good. she's like working on an album too, she said, right? Or she hinted at? Or I don't her know fans she... are hinting yeah. at? <laughs> her fans are making her do it? No, I think she's going to have a huge resurgence. Like, this is so exciting. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think she's publicly said officially like i have an album yeah hint, um, hint. <laughs> yeah but she came out with that new song for yeah black panther um but what do you like what are your thoughts on rihanna in general like how oh, do you feel I think about she's her? such a boss <laughs> yeah she's stunning she's not just an artist i feel like she has her companies and her yeah. business so i feel like she's kind of taken her influence even as a performer and been able to leverage it into amazing very successful companies yeah so She's not a fool. Like, she knows what she's (laughs) doing. She took a break from performing, and now she's coming back. I feel like taking that break has gotten, like, the hype and excitement and energy, you know, ready. If she was just performing every other week, it wouldn't be as exciting, you know? That's true. Although Taylor Swift, like, churns out albums, like, every five seconds. People are so obsessed. True. The Easter eggs, the Taylor Swift Easter eggs. (laughs) I feel like the music is, like, the least of the reasons why I love Rihanna so much. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just feel like she's such an icon and, like, definitely obviously someone I look up to. Yeah. Um, but she's a literal billionaire yeah. now. Which is crazy. Um, and, like, I think the part that I love the most is that, like, when we first got introduced to her, like, it was her singing Umbrella. Yeah, I guess, right? Like, that was, like, probably one of the first Rihanna songs yeah. I know of, like, as a... That was, like, her first hit, like, major hit, I think. And it's, like, I feel like people always tried to put her in, like, a box. Mm-hmm. And she always just comes out on top doing something else. Like, always. she's a full-on mogul. She's, like, to the point now where it's, like, 
literally not even about her music obviously no (laughs) no, it's about her people just love her yeah people just love her as a person and i'm very excited for the freaking performance i would yeah i would give my firstborn child (laughs) no i can't wait to see and i can't wait to just see what she performs and definitely what she wears and everything i'm so excited i wonder if she's gonna do like a new like Release Drop something new. Yeah. new. Ooh, I could see. See, I could see her doing that or announcing an album like at like that. She's you know something. I feel like there's no way it's just gonna be straightforward. Like she's just gonna do a like montage of all of her best songs and then leave. No, like, no, something's no, 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 happening. no. So they're dropping something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So for everyone who doesn't know who you are, I love to like get people's origin stories. So okay. like, how kind of did you start in New York in fashion? Like mm-hmm. to get to the point that you're at now. Yeah, so I've always known I've wanted to work in fashion since yeah. I was a little kid. Um, I originally wanted to be an artist, uh, but I've just always been more creative-minded, I'd say. And then I'm from New York yeah. originally, and I went to college in Pennsylvania, though I like wanted to get out of New York and kind of become my own person and find myself. So I studied fashion at a small liberal, liberal arts college in Pennsylvania, and it, I loved it. I yeah. feel like it was like, my awakening as a person, like finding out just like who I am outside of my surroundings. And then when I graduated, I got my first job, which was at Teen Vogue. And I was the assistant to the fashion director. And I loved working there. It was definitely like the dream job at the time, especially everyone was like obsessed with Lauren Conrad. I know, I was she about worked to say. at Teen Vogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone was like, you know, it was that job. Like the Devil Wears Prada, everyone would kill for this job. Right. Um, but definitely. Every job has its Devil Wear product moments, but it wasn't like that all the time. Like, my bosses were really great and super inspiring and, you know, made me want to keep working in the fashion yeah. industry. Didn't want me, you know, after Devil Wear product, she's like, I'm done with this. It yeah. wasn't like that. Um, so I did that, and then I worked at InStyle Magazine, and it was when social media was kind of starting to become what it is now. Um, Instagram, like, had just kind of come about I think Instagram started in like 2012 or something like that so it was just starting to take over but influencers didn't exist it was just mainly like bloggers and I didn't consider myself a blogger of any type like that I honestly didn't even know what I wanted to do because I had always thought I wanted to be a fashion editor but then magazines were changing and having layoffs and people were like you need to go digital if you want to stay in this industry so eventually I ended up leaving my job I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. I wanted to just build my own brand. Yeah. That was the like premise of everything. So I started writing this book called Making It in Manhattan. And it was all about career advice for beginners, like kind of like written by a almost beginner, maybe a couple of years past beginner for beginners about breaking into the industry. And then I started working on that and slowly started posting on social media only Instagram. It was like only photos, which is crazy now because yeah. video content is everything. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, I'd say like six months to a year and I landed my first big influencer job and it was a digital commercial for Wendy's. Oh my God. And, yes. And they wanted like a New York City girl on the go um, going about her day and then stopping for lunch at Wendy's, essentially. That's like the short of it. I could go into more details, but it was great. And I learned so much from that opportunity. And I also learned, I looked at the paycheck. I was like, this is how much people get paid for this. Like, I was shocked. Um, So after that, I was like, okay, there's money to be made in influencer still wasn't even a world, but like in the digital space. And after that project, I just kept landing like more projects and posting about like everything and anything I was doing and posting about all the projects I was doing. And I guess like that's the long of the short of yeah. it or however they say it. Like that's like the very abbreviated version of yeah. the story. I love hearing that. I just love people's <laughs> origin stories. That's so funny because I feel like I also like from the beginning, I wouldn't say from a kid, but mm-hmm. from like early high school, feel like I knew I wanted to be in fashion. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a lot of people's stories Mm -mm. no that's why I thought it was interesting when you said that because I've told people that like from the beginning like people Mm -hmm. go to call people graduate college and they're like I don't know what I want to do yep and I in ninth grade was like I want to be in fashion I want to move to New York I didn't know that yeah I I got my degree in fashion merchandising and I moved here and I worked I interned at Oprah magazine in the fashion department I didn't know yeah we had a very similar and we've like hung out and gotten drinks I had no idea I I don't know I guess we're just always talking about other things but it's just funny because now I feel like I don't really know what my job is like (laughs) 
I have a lot you of different are, jobs. Like the thing with influencers is we are essentially like magazines. Yeah. We are media outlets and where whether you're fashion or beauty, lifestyle, whatever right. it is, you know, you're teaching people how to dress, how to wear something, how to do their makeup, which is essentially what magazines were doing. Yeah, for us. Because, yeah. like, I grew up looking at magazines being like, oh, my God, I want to work here. This is what I want to do. Absolutely. And, I mean, I didn't really have a Devil Wars Prada experience either. Like, O Magazine was very kind to me because it's not a fashion magazine. They totally. just had a small fashion department. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after I went there, it was the same thing where they were like, Prints dying, like magazine editorials changing. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, so I was sad. like, okay, I gotta do something else. And I just went into the buying route and mm-hmm. like went corporate instead. But I love that you um that you wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so cool. That like, you literally were just like, okay, I'm gonna help other because so many people want to break into the fashion industry in general mm-hmm. and don't know how and don't know like what really goes on. Totally, um, totally. And I felt like there was a lot of books that were career books, but were written by people who are a lot older and who have been doing it for a really long time and were almost like memoirs and stuff yeah. and weren't super relatable for people who were like 20 and right. trying to like just get their foot in the door, like yeah. just start. So I felt like there was a gap in the market for yeah. that. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to write this f- because of that. Perfect. I need to read your book. <laughs> I'll bring you a copy. <laughs> yeah, but um, I feel like Fashion Week is another kind of mysterious thing <laughs> yeah. to people because it's yeah. funny. I, I love all the memes and stuff during Fashion Week where everyone's oh like, my God. I can't talk. Like, Fashion Week is here. Like, I can't do anything. I'm so busy for Fashion Week. It's, it's become like, like... It's own I don't even know. Animal. It's become like its own meme and its own yeah. pop culture moment. Like, when I started out, Fashion Week was not like this. Yeah. Um, it was for like a very small select group of people who were in the industry, like, you know, from the magazine world, like right. editors and then buyers and trend forecasters, and then maybe like a small handful of celebrities. Like right. it wasn't like now it's all about like influencers and celebrities. Yeah. So it wasn't like that. It was like very exclusive and like like quiet almost. Right. That it wasn't now you go on your TikTok for you page during Fashion Week. Every video is about Fashion Week. Um, and it's a bit crazy and overwhelming. I still love it so much, and I love what I do. Um, but definitely when I started, it was way – maybe not publicized is yeah. the word. Like, it wasn't really publicized as much. Like, people knew it was happening, right? of course, if you were in the industry. But yes. now, even if you're not in the industry at all – you can, like, you literally know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's because, one, we're in New York, but also because our For You pages are, like, we have a lot Crazy, of, like, influencers and, like, fashion. Yeah. yeah. So maybe everyone else's isn't, like, covered in it during, during this time, but, like, mine definitely is. Yeah, same. Um, but I feel like I need to give, like, a brief synopsis for everyone who's not in fashion and doesn't live in New York. So, like, yeah. high-level, like, quick summary of, like, what Fashion Week is and the point of it. Um so Fashion Week happens twice a year in New York. Well, in four different cities. Mm-hmm. So it's New York, London, Milan, and Paris. And in February, Fashion Week is showing the collections for fall, winter of the season ahead. Mm-hmm. And then in September, it's showing the collections for spring, summer for the season ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully exactly. that makes sense. Um, so the point is, designers come, they show their new collections, mm-hmm. and editors and... Uh, buyers and everyone else, like, I mean, the people in fashion originally are the only people that were usually there. Exactly. (laughs) To basically look at the new collections and decide what they want to buy to be in Nordstrom or Bergdorf's or whatever, their their boutiques. Um, So that's kind of like what Fashion Week is or was and like the point of it. Yeah, was. (laughs) Yeah. Now... um, I think social media has is what changed it so much. Absolutely. Because before it was like, and we were just talking about this, like Bryant Park in the tents. Like mm-hmm. if you weren't invited, nobody knew what was going on in there. Yeah. Like you it, couldn't really see it unless you saw it in a magazine or something because nobody mm-hmm. was posting it everywhere and yeah. nobody was invited. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so hush hush. Yeah. Like barely anyone got invited unless you were an editor. And like right. when I worked at Teen Vogue, like, that was still when Fashion Week was what it was. Right. So I remember my boss, who was the fashion director, she would go to all the shows and then 
we would have to go on style.com when style.com existed. It's now vogue.com, vogue runway. Right. Um, and we would have to pull all the images from the collections for her and like make folders for her so that she could then see all the pieces. So essentially she was trying, cause the magazines work months ahead. So the shows are being shown months ahead. So essentially the editors were going to figure out what they wanted to feature in the upcoming issue. So that's what it was like all about back in the day. So we had to, after she would come back from Paris, we would have to make trend boards and trend reports of the trends. Like she would try to predict, like it was very fascinating. Fascinating. Like I loved my boss so much. I still do. She now has her own shoe company, but she would try to predict the trends that were going to come in the next few months. And she wasn't even technically a trend forecaster. She was the fashion editor at Teen Vogue. And then, so that was essentially her point of going to the shows. Like that's why she was going to the shows. Yeah, that's so funny. I feel like everything you're saying is like bringing me back because yes. I like, I literally did this in college. Yeah. Like I would go on style.com, mm-hmm. pull the images, put together little mood boards. Exactly. And trend forecast. But now it's like a whole different world. So um, different. So now that there is social media and there are influencers, <laughs> like how do you feel that – how do you feel about Fashion Week now? Like now when you go versus yeah. back so in the day? It's just so different. So for me, and I think you could agree, like having grown up and always wanting to work in fashion, Fashion Week specifically was like the Olympics. Yeah. It was the end all be all. You'd want to go to fashion shows and like it was a dream right. that you just wanted so badly but felt out of reach even in a sense. It was so mysterious. Uh, my first few Fashion Week shows, I just remember sitting literally all the way in the back last row just being so happy and thankful to be there. I always say, even to this day, my favorite point of the whole show is right before it starts, they turn off the lights. So everyone's first like running around, it's chaos. And I always call it the pre-show excitement. If you ever see my Instagram stories, I'll post videos and I'll be like, the pre-show excitement before Christian Siriano. And it's like buzz, 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 like craziness. And then all of a sudden, everyone sits, the lights go out and it's just like silence. And that's the moment that I tell myself, like, you need to take a deep breath in, like, and then let it out. And that's the moment you need to remember, like, why you're there, why you love this. You're there. Like, you need to pinch yourself. This is so incredible. So I feel like, unfortunately, that moment sometimes is not still so special to all the people there, if that makes sense. So it's gotten so commercialized and there's so many people there who don't even care who the designers are and Literally. don't even really love fashion that for me I'm sitting there still and whether I'm in the front row or the last row whether I'm dressed by the brand or no one knows who I am right there's that quiet moment and I try to go back to 20 year old Caroline who would have just like killed to be there and just been so thankful so I think sometimes for me having done this so long I try to like quiet out the noise and I'm like Yes, there's people who are running around getting invited to everything who don't even care who the brands or the designers are or (laughs) who's being invited to what and they don't even care about that brand or that designer. They just have somehow blown up and gotten 5 million followers, etc. You just need to focus on you, though it is so hard and it can be so hard on your mental health during fashion week. Just like silencing out the noise and trying to just focus on you. I always say like whether you're invited to one show or a hundred shows, just be so thankful and grateful that you're getting that opportunity to be there. Yeah. I like love the way you just described that because I I totally relate and recognize that moment that you're talking about mm-hmm. because it is so special to me because I just grew up like looking at these things being like, I will never, I'll, I'll probably, I don't know if I'll ever get invited to a fashion show yep. Yep. ever. Literally. <laughs> like a real, like New York, like I just didn't think it was going to be possible. And then like, I feel like it was one of the shows I went to last year. There was a moment where I was just like, people were like fighting over sitting on the front row. <laughs> and I mean, literally it was a bench, like it wasn't seats. It was a bench. So like the you benches can, are the worst. So you, they yeah, just, like, so you squeeze can squeeze in as many and, butts yeah. as you can try to squeeze in on these yeah. front row benches. And like this, this was like a show that didn't have assigned seats, like because it was the benches, so it was kind okay. of just like sections. So people were kind of just sitting wherever, and yeah. I was not trying to do that. Yeah, you were just happy to be yeah, there. I was yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is a beautiful show. I'm not gonna say which one it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's keep that quiet between us. I was us. like, this is stunning. Like, and I just, I before this front row bench was even full, I just went and sat in the second one because like that's what yeah, I was invited yeah. to sit in. Yeah, and I just watched people come in. 
and like stand there and look around for like a coordinator or something like being like, this girl's in my seat. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who this girl is. And I was like, you guys, no one even cares about the show. No yeah, one like, no one's even caring about the clothing. No or one. What's, you know, go, and that that's where it gets to be very tricky. And it gets to be very, you know, hard sometimes because there are creators. So the the buzz on social media last fashion week and from someone like me who's, I was counting, I've been going to fashion week for like 12 years now. The buzz on social media was Influencers Everyone Fashion Week. That was like what everyone was posting about, what everyone was saying. And I don't disagree, but I don't agree. Because there are influencers who do love fashion and who are so thankful to be there and who genuinely like love it and have wanted to work in fashion since they were little kids. Like that exists. But then I agree. There are creators who just like could literally care less or not into fashion at all but because it for that week it's like the thing to do in New York they want to be invited and I get that as well because like you want to create content you want to be in the up and up of what's going on but similar for me like I'm trying to think of something like if there was like a cooking expo happening in Manhattan that was like the place to be I wouldn't be trying to sneak in and get tickets <laughs> just because it's the thing to be. I'm clearly a fashion creator. Right. That's where my like heart lies. Like I'm not just because that's the cool thing going to try to sneak in and go. Yeah. So I think that's where I like, you know, it it sucks because it loops all of the creators into one pot of yeah. like, you know, oh, they just all are terrible. Yeah. But it really isn't. There's some of us who genuinely love it so much. Um, and it's so hard from social media to know who has been doing it forever and who genuinely loves fashion and who could care less. So, like, there's no even way to for communities and the followers to know who is who. So, like, yeah. you know, it's tough. I mean, I'm not trying to sound, like, elitist or anything. Like, <laughs> I, I care more about fashion than some other people. But, like, some influencers will literally straight up be like, I don't care about this. Like, I don't care about the show. I don't yeah, care don't to be care here. About, they just want to go. Yeah, it's just, like, I have – it's almost, like, part of the job. Like, I have to go to, like, see and be seen, like, get my photograph taken and bounce. But, like, I'm literally, like, when those lights go off and yep, you have those, yep. like, seven to ten minutes, I'm, like – Oh my God, this is the coolest thing in the world. (laughs) Embrace it as much as you can. Soak it in. Like I always say, like do the deep breaths. Like that's my favorite thing is like to take a really deep breath and to like soak it all in and close your eyes for a second and like picture your younger self and like how proud they'd be of you and then like let out that breath. Because yes, it happens twice a year, but like nothing's guaranteed. And though I'm invited to X amount of shows this season, that doesn't mean I'll be invited to X amount of shows the next season. So I think just always being so grateful and thankful for what is happening in the moment, though I completely agree with you. There's people who could care less and are who invited as well. So it is tough. And it's but I think it's hard for everyone to know. It's hard for the communities to know. It's hard for the publicists to know. Like, it's just hard to know now because there's so many creators out there. Yeah. What would you say? is like one memory or like show that like really sticks out to you as like one of your one of your favorite so I mean of course I'd always say like my first show I ever went to which was in 2012 and it was the Anna Sui show and the reason I was invited because I was still in college but the reason I was even invited is because I interned for her the summer before and they invited all the interns to come back and I write about this all in my book like the first fashion week is the one you never forget because it's just so special and there's so many moments that feel like a movie you're just trying to pinch yourself the whole time Um, so I think that just overall experience was so special and I'll just I'll never forget that and then there was a fashion week when I had just literally like just left my full-time job at InStyle and I was starting to get invited to things as like an not even influencer as a creator I don't influencer still didn't like the word influencers honestly only in the last few years really so I was a creator I guess um and so I was invited Christian Siriano always does beautiful shows in New York but this season that I'm talking about specifically I'm guessing it was like maybe 2017 or something like that he did a, his show at the Plaza. That was like the venue. And it was just so quintessential New York. And it was in one of the grand ballrooms. And there was only like two rows. And they just lined the chairs around like that. And there was individual chairs. They were all <laughs> gold. And they were lined around the outside. And what he also does that I also love is they print out everyone's names and put them on oh, the seat. Nice. So you just like, like you take a photo of your seat and your name's there. Like it's so special. Like they want you there, you know. 
And I remember I wasn't dressed or anything because I hadn't been working with the brand that long yet. I was just wearing, I remember what I was wearing, of course, a striped black and white sweater, a sequin skirt, and like these printed white and black like loafers. I thought I like, and red glasses and red lipstick. I thought I looked so cute. <laughs> but anyway, I just remember running, like running in, honestly, because I was running a little bit late, but I'm running into the venue and just like looking up and around and it was so just like magnificent is almost the word. It was just such like a grand moment, like with the gold and the chandeliers and the carpet. And then the collection was stunning. Like there was these gowns that came out that were just like pink and had all, well, he always has such intricate gowns, but tool and sequins and this and that. And like in that moment, I just, I mean, I've always loved Christian Siriano, but like really fell in love with all of his work. Oh, I feel like Christian Siriano is like bucket list for me. Like I would die to go to that show. It's always just such a beautiful moment yeah really I feel like I have a lot of different memories associated with fashion yeah week what's because yours it's hard for me to pick because like my introduction to fashion weeks was being a model like being backstage oh, true I guess yeah it's and so behind different. the scenes yeah so like I have very special memories of like the first time I walked at like one of the really big venues like spring studios oh my and, like, god that's so special yeah. too that's such a moment oh my like god that, like what did you call it pre pre-show like excitement the yeah pre-show the pre-show excitement, excitement yeah. like was like meet like a backstage like people like oh pinching you and like pulling this up and like the, la- the makeup that. artist putting like the last touches on you and then shoving you out like in the lights when those lights ah, go down like oh my god the, my heart like is, is about to explode out of my chest like <sighs> as soon as the lights go down you're like oh shit I'm about to walk like, oh my god. like the wildest feeling. that in itself you need to you know write about yeah. because that it, that energy is un match yeah but the first time I went to a fashion show yeah I think it was 2015 okay a friend of mine from the corporate job I was working at like her dad knew someone who knew someone at the venue or something oh, so and yeah it was Monique Lulier. oh stunning that's a great show to and go literally to. it was like I was standing like we were we barely made it in like I was standing yeah. room in the back but I didn't care like I almost cried like it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life I like bumped into Coco Rocha and I saw Anna oh Wintour for the first God. time and I was like is this real life like what is so happening? special it feels like a dream almost yeah so now to be like oh I was invited to a show and like dressed mm-hmm. by the designer I'm like that I don't I don't know how I got here <laughs> You're just Somehow. so thankful. It feels yeah. like a dream. It really feels like a dream. You have to pinch yourself almost. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can invite it to Fashion Week. Cool. Let's <laughs> do it. So everyone wants to know how you actually get invited to Fashion Week. That is a good question. <laughs> and I get that question a lot. I do too. <laughs> so there's a few different ways. So I think if you're younger, because I'm going to touch on like, you know, you're young, you're maybe in high school or college and you really love fashion and you want to break into the industry. So interning, interning is like the best way to do it. So whether you can intern for a magazine or intern for the venue, I think the venues a lot of times look for interns and volunteers. Intern for a designer. I literally saw a designer that I'm like friendly with post the other day that they're looking for interns who can intern during fashion week. And like literally two weeks of your life and then you'll get to go to the event like right. that's amazing so like you're not per se getting invited but you're like getting to work the event so I'm, I'm talking more so like how to get in right how to get in <laughs> Sorry um there. I think also interning for an influencer or a creator is like an amazing way to get in and to get access so to get invited invited like the people that are being invited are editors trend forecasters writers, things like that, and then now influencers, creators, and celebrities, Yeah, I would say, right? Like, yeah. that's, I feel like, the basis of, like, who's invited. So if you're not one of those things, which is fine, it's such, like, a minute pool of people, I think working with an influencer, with a brand, with the venue is an amazing and great way to break in. And then if you're interested in photography and you want to be a photographer, just going and standing outside of the venues and shooting street style is an amazing way to like be part of the excitement and feel like you're part of the excitement. So those are my main tips and tricks. Like it's hard. I know everyone wants like some magic of me to be like, this is how you get invited. So I think if you're a small creator or even like a smaller editor and you're just starting out, And you're like, well, I'm a creator, but I'm not getting invited to anything. 
the invites don't just like come. Right. You need to pitch. So again, I've I've written about this in my book. Like you need to reach out to the brands and the publicists and you need to essentially it's like talking about why you should be invited, but in a nice way. So hi, you know, my name's Caroline. Um, you know, I've been working in social media for X amount of years. I create fashion focused content on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. I'd love to attend the show this season and su- show my support across social media. You have to pitch yourself. So, like, the invites don't just come in. Like, yeah. they might if you're, like, really good friends with the brand and you've gone every single season and they always invite you and it's a no-brainer. But if you're just starting out, that's the way you're going to get noticed is by pitching. And then when you do get an invite, as I said, whether it's one invite or 100 invites, make sure you go and post and support the brand and whether it's stories or a vlog or a post or anything, I feel like it's good to show your support if the brand invited you. Yeah. At this point, do you feel like you still have to pitch yourself? or So I'll be honest, I have a publicist yes. who does pitch me. Okay. So I still like am having myself pitch. Right. I just don't do it myself anymore. Sometimes I will if like... I feel like I've met the person, but like the the publicist before at an event, even if it was like for two seconds. Right. Sometimes that personal connection really does go a long way. The only reason I have a publicist now is because I do so many other things that it's a lot of time, honestly, really writing the pitches. And I used to do it all myself for literally years. Yeah. Um, I only got a publicist within probably the last few years, but it just takes a lot of time. But it is nice sometimes coming from you and giving that personal connection and, hey, we met at an event that one time and, you know, you might not remember me. My name's Caroline. I'd love to attend the show this year. I'm such a fan of XYZ brand. So I think coming from yourself is really nice um, when when you can and yeah. when it's worth it. Yeah. I feel like people more so want to know, like, how – like you, I, I, you said the publicist now, yeah, yeah. but like how you and I get invited. Like yeah, even yeah. like before I went on the show, like mm-hmm. nobody was inviting me to fashion week. Okay. Well, I was walking in fashion shows. So yeah, like I was model. on the other side of it. Yeah. But like, I think what the missing piece is, what I'm trying to say is like yeah. PR teams. Yes. So yeah. like, I don't think people know about like publicists. Yeah. Okay, publicists okay. and like PR teams that. because that's like they're the kind of middle person true between true. like designers and shows and like who's getting invited true so true. like if you know publicists and pr teams and they know who you are mm-hmm. like they'll shoot you or your 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 team yeah, yeah your team an invite and you'll get invited totally. to the show and then if you personally know the designer yeah or if your publicist knows the design designer as well exactly then they might be like hey chelsea we really want to dress you for the totally, show totally um it's so like last year like last year, season was the first time I was like dressed yeah. and invited to shows like in that way because I was not like so excited. Yeah, I just wasn't it's like so on this exciting. side of it. I was on the yeah. other side, like I was running around doing castings and modeling and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I did hire PR okay. last season, so that's that's why. Um, but it was just really cool to be like like for Alice and Olivia, like yeah. she invited me and dressed me and like went. That was so cool. Like I they was always do such a great event. Yeah. Too. So and it just is so exciting. It's so exciting. So yeah, I mean, I think something that is great that we do talk about is a lot of times for Fashion Week. So aside from like us having publicists to help with our outreach, is pretty much every single designer brand hires a PR team for Fashion Week. Yeah. So it's essentially figuring out which PR team is doing which shows and then reaching out to those PR teams. Cause sometimes even if you reach out to the brands directly, they're like, Oh, well we're not handling the list for the show. Right. So, and then they like, you're just like lost in an abyss. Yeah. So if you can figure out what PR firms are doing, what shows, I feel like that'll help. And the way to figure that out is kind of narrowing down like the bigger New York fashion PR firms yeah. Honestly, just being a little bit creepy and doing some research, <laughs> there's no shame in the game. Like going on LinkedIn, like figuring it out, there's no shame in that. Because I always say if people posted it and it's out there, like it's out there. Yeah, very true. And also I want to like paint a picture for people about Fashion Week and how it yeah. works. Like, So during the week of New York, let's yeah. say, it's like five to seven days mm-hmm. and all the shows overlap. Like they're all on top <laughs> of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and also everything is very last minute. So like... Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. a couple weeks before, like you don't have your schedule together, like you don't know. Oh when, yeah, what. I still only have like a handful of things yeah. right now. I yeah. literally don't have much going on at all yet. Um, it's so, gonna come all yeah. within like the next week. It's just gonna be like a flood. They all come at the same time. All the shows are at the same time somehow, mm-hmm. and you have to get from one show to another. And then like also, I th- I feel like it's important to note that like the actual fashion shows last. Like, 15 minutes. Yep, at max. max. Yeah. Like, that's a long one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, just, I'm talking about models walking out from backstage yeah. until finale. It's usually, like, 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah, they're quick. They're yeah. really quick. Really, really fast. So, like, you'll see people, like, immediately get up, run to their cars because mm-hmm. they have another show to Especially go to. Especially the editors, I feel like. Or back in the day. That was the <laughs> editor way. Like, the editors would come in, sit, watch. And run out. Right. As soon as the lights go up, gone. Yep. Literally. (laughs) Well, it's funny for modeling too, because like, because the shows overlap, Mm -hmm. if you book a bunch of shows, goodness, yeah, you have to like run because they want you to be there like four hours ahead of time for hair and makeup and rehearsal. How could you do that? (laughs) So you have to go from one show fully in hair and makeup from the other show, like hop in a car, run to the other one. Like you'll see models coming from like another show into the next one, like have to get undone just to get redone and they'll be like two hours late it's crazy i don't know why i don't know why it's like this that's yeah (laughs) well they're trying to like squeeze which i get but everyone's trying to squeeze it in like into the one week i guess i guess that and you have to pick and choose but getting around from like show to Mm. show is like hilarious because i always so last season again was like the first time that i really like got dressed by designers and all this Mm -hmm. stuff so like you are supposed to wear the designer to the show yeah. if they're dressing you. If they you. dress you, yes. Definitely. So, like, how are you getting around without a giant bag? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was genuinely like, how am I supposed to go to this show at two, this show at three, and I'm wearing clothes from this one and going to... I didn't have... It's so crazy. Like, literally, how did you do it? Because I don't know. I did not know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I get messages from people a lot because I also post daily vlogs during Fashion Week. They're like, I don't understand how you do this or get around or are dressed and add everything. I mean, when I first started out, I didn't have an assistant, but I do have an assistant and she's with me the whole week, like by my side, knows my schedule and knows what we're going to. So each night before I'll like pack my outfits uh, that I need for the next day, I'll wear the first one, whatever it is. And then say if I have three changes, like she'll hold the other two in a garment bag. I'll pack them in a garment bag. But I try to get one of those garment bags from Amazon that like folds nicely that has an arm strap. So she's not like waddling (laughs) around because I was an intern or she's an assistant, but I was an assistant once. So I know how it is and I don't want her to be like toppling over. So I try to get ones that look like a bag. So she'll have my looks. And then essentially, I mean, this is like I'm letting you get guys in on my secrets. Oh, tell so me. So if I have a show at one and then I have another show at two and I'm being dressed for both. So something to know that did you realize this this season? Like every show starts 30 minutes late. Yeah. Everyone's so pretty late. That's something that a lot of people, if you haven't done this before, wouldn't know. So every show starts about 30 minutes late, but not more than 30 minutes late. So if the show says it's starting at one, it's really starting at 1 30. If it says starting at two, it's really starting at 2 30. So I'll go to the one o'clock show in my look. I'll I'll try to get there on time and you know get my photos taken and all that stuff. So I'm on time, checked, done. And then I'll scope out how far one show is from the other. And as the finale's happening of that show, my assistant will be requesting the Uber for the next show. So as soon as the show's like actually done, because I never want to be rude and leave when it's not done. So as soon as it's actually done, the Uber will be there. Like, because I don't feel comfortable even scheduling them. Like, oh, like scheduled to run. Because, you know, that sometimes doesn't work. No. So as the finale, I always say, as the first model's coming out for the finale, request. Like, have it done. And then we literally, like, full-on sprint. Like, (laughs) are sprinting to get the car. And then I'm changing in the car. In the car. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. What's, like, something, like, the craziest thing I feel, like, you feel like has happened during Fashion Week? Like, what's, like, a weird, like, crazy moment? There's so many. I think a... (laughs) A lot of times it's, like, celebrity spottings and stuff. So I'll do two. Okay. One was when I was working at Teen Vogue. And, like, when you work at a magazine, like, they try to sit everyone from the magazine kind of together. Yeah. So essentially I was seated with one of my bosses at Teen Vogue. And he was like, 
oh, have you ever watched that show Pretty Little Liars? This was years ago now. And I was like, yes, I'm obsessed. With, like, me and my sisters were obsessed with Pretty Little yeah. Liars. We I all were when it first started. So he was, I was like, yes. And he said, well, Ashley Benson, who, like, I think is in the show, is coming to sit with us, like, in the Teen Vogue section. But he's like, I've never watched that show, so I don't know who she is or, like, anything like that. So long story short, I got to sit literally right next to Ashley Benson, like, in my prime, obsessed with Pretty Little Liars phase. And we talked the whole time and, like, got to take a photo with her. And at the end, she was, like, wouldn't take photos with anyone else. But because I was, like, sitting with her from yeah. Teen Vogue, I got a photo. So <laughs> I sent it to my sisters. Still definitely a very proud moment. And then another funny moment is this was, like, years ago as well at the Jeremy Scott show I was seated second row and I'm sitting in my seat and then a few minutes before the show starts um Kylie Jenner walks in and she's seated right like right in front of me oh my the God. row right before yeah and you know of course I'm starstruck but I was like I'm not saying anything like <laughs> this is so crazy yeah but so the next day there's tons of paparazzi like swarming her the next day the paparazzi photos are posted online and like you just see like my like <laughs> my head in the back of all the and I wasn't even trying to I was like literally like <laughs> like not looking but I had on bright pink lipstick, green glasses, like you could tell it was me. So in all the photos, like I'm getting tagged in the comments, like, at Sivazana, is this you? Like behind <laughs> Kylie Jenner? And I'm like, oh my gosh, which I just thought it was so cool. I was like, ah, photo with Kylie Jenner, not yeah. really. Uh, but a, a, there's a lot of celebrity spottings, a yeah. lot of funny outfit mishaps and crazy things like that. Yeah. But everything works out. It's, <laughs> it's all part of the fashion week magic, as I call it. Yeah, last season I was at um, Bronx and Banco, and okay. like I didn't realize that Doja Cat was there. Oh yes, I remember. Oh, that. that's when I saw you. Uh, yes, I saw and, you. And like I, I looked didn't at the, see her though. I looked at the pictures afterwards, and I was like, Doja Cat was right there. Like what? I didn't even see her until exactly. I think maybe you even said to yeah. me the next day or something. You're like, did you see yeah, her? Was, she must have snuck in and out really quick. Like knew what she was doing. Yeah. Her team was like, you're getting in, you're jumping in the <laughs> Don't car, look at running out. Yeah. yeah. And um, at Alice and Olivia, like when I was walking in, like Katie Holmes was walking out and I was like, casual. Oh my God. What is going on? Madison Pettis was like standing right in front of me. I was like, what? I joke that Fashion Week is the one week of the year that regular people get to feel like celebrities because we are at all these events that celebrities are at. Yeah. And then plus the street style photographers, it's just like a nice yeah. ego boost. They're making you feel real good. You're walking to the show. They're like, can I get a photo? And you're yeah. like, of me? Me? Oh my gosh. Like it really, it's like the biggest like ego boost the whole week. Okay. Not you anymore. Like uh, just so you guys know, like everyone knows who Caroline is at this point. <laughs> Like when I walk up to the photographer, they're like, "What's your name?" I have to like whisper it into the camera. You like they know you guys. You know them like on first name basis. It's the glasses. <laughs> it's the glasses. It's just very memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the glasses. It, it makes me easy to remember. Yeah. So that's that's what I'll say. It's okay. The it's the glasses. <laughs> She's humble. Um, can we talk about the glasses and like just the color in general and your style? Yeah. Because I feel sure. like this is like it's your thing. Like yeah, this is your brand. Yeah. So how I did you get color. into like, when you first started, was it all about the color and were you wearing the glasses? Like, mm -hmm. No, great from questions. The <laughs> great questions. So I feel like it's always been in me, if that makes sense. Like, I always wanted to become this person and to dress like this and to be fearless in myself and in my style. But it definitely takes time. Yeah. And it's hard in a world where everyone's just trying to fit in to be bold enough to tell yourself, well, I'm going to be different. Like yeah. I'm going to stand out. It's definitely scary. So when I worked at Teen Vogue and in style, my style was just normal. I'd say I dressed how everyone else would dress. It was right. definitely like Gossip Girl 2014 inspo era. I did have glasses. I just didn't wear them all the time. I really only needed them for distance at the time. So like to see the city like street signs is what I would say. So my boss would send me out to go pick up something at, Versace and I'd need to put my glasses on because I was not affording Ubers back then. I had to take the subway. Oh, <laughs> uh, same. <laughs> and so I always had glasses and it was that like I didn't like really need them all the time, but like I could have been wearing them all the time kind of vibe. It was really, and so then I went through a period where I'd only wear them sometimes. Like sometimes I'd wear them, but then like maybe for more dressy occasions, I wouldn't wear them, but I wouldn't wear contacts because I've just never been a contacts girl. So essentially I would just be like not able to see the whole night. So one of the big turning points for me of realizing like glasses were kind of becoming my thing was I went to, I don't know, I don't think the event still happens pre-COVID times. Dior used to have this gala every year at the Guggenheim. Mm -hmm. 
And I was invited. It was my first year and I was so excited and I got like all dressed up, hair and makeup and like felt so stunning and glamorous, which I still do when I look at those photos. But anyway, I later in the night was inside and this photographer who I'm friendly with came up to me and was like, I didn't know it was you on the red carpet because you didn't have your glasses on. So I didn't take any photos of you. Can I take a photo of you now? And I was like, wow, like it actually like felt so. And I was still trying to grow my brand then and like just find myself in my style. And I was like, wow, that's interesting that the glasses are like such a memorable part of my wardrobe. Yeah. But I didn't even think of that. So then after that, I think I like invested in some more fun pairs. Because at that point, I only had like a couple, what I'll just call like normal pairs of right. glasses. And started playing around with them more. Because for me, my glasses have become a fun accessory yeah. to put on and to style into my outfits rather than, oh, I have to put on glasses to see. <laughs> it should be more so, okay, yeah, I need to put them on to see, but it also should be fun and push me to like style them in fun and u- unique ways. And then I feel like in terms of color and texture and everything I do now, it's really just been a journey of trial and error. Yeah, That's what I always say. It's like over the years, there's definitely been outfits I regretted, but I was always trying to find myself, and it just takes trial and error, really, like, to get to this point. Yeah, I was just thinking about if I, like, ran into you at an event and you didn't have glasses on, I don't know if I would immediately recognize you. Literally, either. one time I was with, like, another creator who I'm friends with, and she was like, wait, take your glasses off for a second. And I took them off. She's like, I don't think I've ever seen you without your glasses I don't think I've on. ever seen you at I, mean, I will take them off whenever you want me to, but I don't think I look that much different, but I, I mean, guess not if, different, but, but it's if just... you've never seen me without them, like yeah. Dave jokes, who's, Dave's my husband, he's like, you can be like Hannah Montana. We can go out, you can wear no glasses, no color. He's like, go in a black and white outfit and like no glasses no one will even recognize you i can't even imagine you in a black and white (laughs) (laughs) i don't think many people can that's why hannah montana (laughs) um okay let's do my advice segment where we tell it like it is Mm -hmm. tell it like it is i love it um Okay, let's answer a dating question because we talked all about fashion okay. for so long. So I want, so Caroline, for everyone who doesn't know, just got married. She's a newlywed. <laughs> and how long have you been, how long were you dating? A little over nine years. A little over nine years. Um, yes. Just so you guys know, Caroline and I are the same age. We both just turned 30. Yes. Just turned 30 in August. <laughs> August. It feels like it was just the other day though. So. It really does. Um, so somebody asked, what do you think is like most important for a healthy long-term relationship. Like okay. what's your kind of top tips for like long-term keeping it keeping it spicy, I guess. Yeah. So I'll go two ways. So in terms of like maintaining a long-term relationship, because I feel like keeping it spicy is a whole nother question. That's true. <laughs> I kind of took a turn there. No, was, no, but I feel like ad-lib. it's a good two-part question. <laughs> so in terms of just like maintaining a long-term relationship, I think there's questions like you need to ask yourself I think it's so important to fall in love with your best friend, like your partner. Obviously, you can have other friends, too, but your partner should ultimately be your best friend, like your partner in crime, your ride or die. They're there for you. You're there for them. And you just talk about like literally everything. So communication is key. Dave and I talk about everything. Like I told him I was coming to see you today. He's going to probably, I'm going to go home. He's going to ask me all about it, what we talked about. I think just being in constant communication, whether it's the big things or the little things, if something's bothering you, if you're upset about something, that's how you get over things. Like I see so many TikToks nowadays about like icks and people post like, oh, I got the ick from this or that or the other. Um, But I think that's such a crazy thing to post about like, oh, he something weird with his mouth on the first date so I got a nick but it's so funny like even the weird little things that Dave does like I absolutely love like I love it's so corny but like I love everything about him like literally anything and everything he does so sweet and I think that's how it should be with your partner like don't settle don't be like oh they're great but because there are things of course people can change and evolve and become amazing you know if there is something but don't settle don't be like oh they're great but like you want to look at the person and be like oh my gosh like I'm obsessed with them like they're so great they're perfect I wouldn't change anything about them. And like, I don't know. I think communication though, because especially when we first moved in together and stuff, like you want to make sure like, it's funny, he's so clean. I'm a slob. So like, (laughs) I'm just like, I say an unorganized or organized mess is like how a creative mind works. So like everything's all over, but I know where everything is, but he's like very organized. So that's that. 
But in terms of keeping it spicy, because it's like a whole nother question. Okay, yeah, tell us. Because obviously, like, falling in love with your best friend, as I just said, but, like, this shouldn't be, like, a platonic relationship. Yeah. Like, it's a best friend, like, you sleep with. So <laughs> there's little things, like, nine years. Obviously, that's such a long time. Date nights are so important and fun, and they can be planned or unplanned. I say Dave and I, like, have date night every day, but unplanned dates are the best like a random thursday you're both just like sitting on the couch and you're like oh why don't we go to that like little restaurant around the corner it doesn't even need to be fancy right. it doesn't even need to be like anything like there doesn't need to be so much pressure on date night um or you know it's a random tuesday and you're like let's make tacos and like watch a movie and like you know put our phones away and not whatever i think having little date nights is so important and then even having more planned out date nights whether you're going and trying a new restaurant together you're going to a museum always trying new things together and experiencing new things together and then also just i don't know like there's a sense of intimacy and in being with someone for so long that is sexy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just knowing them so in and out and thoroughly that like that sometimes is like more appealing than anything else. Yeah. Okay. That was really cute. Um, I hope that was helpful. <laughs> Sorry. I went on like tangents. No, you're like low-key making me feel like I've never been in love with any, like, anyone in my life because um, <laughs> no. there's I can't think of one person that I've ever said like, I lo- not I love everything about them. Like that yeah. would be a lie. <laughs> Really? Nobody? Like, everything? But, yeah, I guess, like, no, yeah, like, I literally, like, I love everything about him. Even even things he does that, like, annoy me. Like, I love them. Like, I don't know. Okay, this is... This is what I aspire like to knows. now for marriage. He knows. He's like, you're obsessed with me. I'm like, I am. Okay, I've been, like, obsessed with people, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't even love everything about myself. <laughs> True. I mean, neither do I. Neither do I. So, like, I'll be the first person to say it. But it's so funny. Like, we all see things in ourselves that, like, a partner or other person doesn't see. Like, Dave right. and I were, like, looking at a photo of us from the other day. And he, out of nowhere, was like, oh, I look terrible. And I was like, you look great. What are you talking about? I was like, I look awful. I look like a toe. That's what I always say. I was like, I look like a toe. He's like, no, you don't. You look amazing. So, we all just see a version. Like, we're all so hardest on ourselves. True. So your partner should be the one that, like, <laughs> loves fucks you up you. and loves everything about you. Because we're, we're never going to love, like, everything about ourselves. We as yeah. humans, it's just so hard with social media and comparison and looking at other people to be like, oh, my God, I hate this. I hate that. I would change this. I would change that. Whatever it might be. Yeah. But your partner should be the person that's like, no, you're beautiful. You're right. stunning. You're perfect. You're amazing. <laughs> like, you shouldn't change anything about yourself. I love everything about you. Yeah. I feel like... To answer that original question, I communication is like literally I, I preach communication. communication so yes. I totally hundred percent agree with you there. I feel like that's everything else, like obviously other things are really important too yeah. in a relationship, but like you can't have any of it without communicating. You need to talk about everything. Yeah. Even things you're like scared to talk about, you you're afraid they might judge you, even if it's like because of your past or this or that, like if you're in this for the long haul with someone, like, you need to talk about everything. Yeah, and you can't be in a relationship with someone, a healthy one, where you're, like, afraid to tell them how you feel. Exactly. Like, Especially if, like, he's doing, for some reason, something that's, like, bothering me one right. day or, like, I don't even know. Like, we all have days where things are just, like, irking us. Yeah. And I'm like, I need silence. <laughs> like, tell them that. Just be like, hey, right now I need, like, silence. I'm going to go upstairs. I don't want to be spoken to for 30 minutes. Right. Like whatever. Right. Um, but I think if you don't tell them, how will they know? Like yeah. people who get upset about things because I'm making this up, but like your partner keeps like leaving a towel on a counter. I don't know. I'm making right. this up. But if you don't tell them, how do they know that it's upsetting you? You yeah. know, you need to tell them. No, I saw this quote that was like, it's having hard conversations that you don't want to have. That's what will save your relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have a hard conversation with them, even if it's something personal about yourself and your life, or it's something about their doing that you're like, hey, I'd really love if you could change this a little bit. If they don't react in a good way, then they're not the one for you. True. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you can communicate till you're blue in the face, but if they're not meeting you halfway, and if they're not communicating back and telling you like how they feel, like, then it's not then it's not the right person. And that's hard to come to that realization. Like, I love, like, Dave and I will, like, be driving somewhere because he drives, I do not drive. But, and we'll just, like, in a car be, like, having a deep conversation about, like, absolutely whatever. Life, our futures, our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations. 
And just like those deep conversations are so important to make sure you're on the same page, especially before you get married or something yeah. like that. Like you, we hard talks, what's your five years look like? What's your 10 years look like? Like what's your like, you know, I have this thing that I made up to him that he was like, you're crazy, but like in a good way. I call it like your deathbed things. And it's what if you were laying on your deathbed and you didn't accomplish, would you be upset that you didn't do? Oh, that's a good and one. I wanted to make sure like his was something to do with like having like one day owning like a little like mountain house in this one area that really brings back special memories of his childhood and that was it it was like that that is like if I never do that I will be just like very very sad and I was like done like that is in the like 10-year plan like we have it written down because if you don't talk about that stuff with each other and then five years from now you're like I never got that home (laughs) like well how would the other person know so it's just brutal brutal honesty yeah 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 um Okay, you have been an absolute pleasure. Oh my to gosh, have. thank you. No, I, I hope, love talking. Uh, I about... hope everything was helpful. Oh my god, of course. Um, I have one final question I ask all my guests. Yes. Is there anything you want to be vulnerable about? First of all, I love all the themes of this <laughs> podcast. We love a theme. I love it. Just so cute. Anyway, <laughs> I think you know to tie it back to our initial conversation with Fashion Week. It looks so glamorous online, especially in a couple of weeks. Our timelines are going to be flooded with. It's like a week. I'm at literally. <laughs> I'm at. It's literally a week. Yeah. I'm at this show. I'm at this party. I'm at this event, and I will be the first person to tell you that, though I love it, and I just talked all about how much I love it. My mental health takes the biggest beating during Fashion Week. Like, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with not feeling good enough. I struggle with comparison. I, sh- I just struggle. And I think if you don't, oh my goodness, I wish I was you. But I think all of us struggle a little bit with anxiety and with not feeling good enough. But Fashion Week just like pumps it up to a greater level. I always joke that I'm like an extroverted introvert because I love going out and I love seeing people. But I am just like so drained, especially after COVID, I think, and spending so much time indoors. But anyway, I'm going to now spin this into a lesson a little bit. <laughs> Into just saying if you're at home next week and you're seeing all the Fashion Week stuff in your timeline and you're not feeling good enough and you're not feeling worthy enough or whatever it might be, no, you are not alone. Me, who is sitting here, Caroline Vizana, who has been a creator for seven years, is feeling the same way, (laughs) who is attending shows and who is dressed and who always looks so colorful and happy. I'm struggling as well. So know that you're not alone and the way I combat with it or deal with it is surrounding myself with like really amazing people who do uplift me and do support me so of course Dave um he's like my number one cheerleader but if you don't have a Dave surround yourself with like friends my assistant is amazing um family members. I'm really close with all of my siblings. Really surround yourself with people who do make you feel good. Even like last fashion week, me, Chelsea and Piper, we like did a girls night one night during fashion week. And it was just like nice to sit down, have a cocktail, vent about everything, the week, everything that had been happening. So surround yourself with like good supportive people who you feel comfortable venting to and opening up to and talking about it. Because even something like this sitting right here, like it feels good to just talk. Yeah. It just feels good to like, like someone's listening, whether no one's listening, whether a million (laughs) people are listening, whether five people are listening, whatever. I think that's even the beauty of social media. Like even if one person's listening and it helps them, like that's so important. So it just feels good to talk about it with people. Oh, that's such a good lesson. Well, you're definitely not alone because <laughs> I even feel like that during fashion week sometimes yeah. too because I'm like I've been an influencer for, I don't know, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. So like I'm very new in this space and mm-hmm. this area of fashion. Yeah. So it's like even when I'm comparing myself to someone like you, I'm like she's been doing this for so many fashion weeks and like And even pho- I feel like this. Yeah, <laughs> and like the photographers don't know my names and like they're literally like you move, like let me get a picture of her. Like it's just <laughs> no, no. It's just very easy to get in that mindset when you're like imposter syndrome yes like, oh my goodness everyone was invited to this and I wasn't or mm-hmm. everyone is on front row and I'm not like it's just the yes. whole entire concept of fashion week when it comes to the influencer side has turned into like me comparing myself to you and that's why like I honestly miss the old days yeah when it was like the editors or mostly editors and only a few creators 
or just people who were like very close with the brand. And, and there are still some shows that I would say really are, except a smaller pool of creators. It right. isn't just like everyone, whereas there's some shows it's like, it's everyone. <laughs> like, you know, you're going to go and you're going to see literally all of New York TikTok, but right. you're not alone. And like, I don't think any of us are alone in this. So it's funny, like we're both saying we're struggling with this feeling of comparison. So it's like, and I'm sure we're not the only two. No. How do we fix this, people? <laughs> like everyone out there listening, like how do we fix this? Is it making each other just feel more supported making everyone just feel good enough, making sure no one feels lesser than or alone? I don't know. I'm I trying to figure it out. Like, like it's, it's us sitting here having it. this yeah. conversation is a start and like a step in the right direction for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, thank you again so much for being Anytime. here. Please so tell everyone where this. they can find you. You guys have to follow Caroline and oh, see all of her colorful outfits and her fashion week content they, that's oh, coming. All the fashion week content, the vlogs are going to be great. You can follow me everywhere. <laughs> my handle is at C Vizana, which my name's Caroline Vizana. So it's just my first initial and my last name. And then if you want to check out my book, it's called Making It in Manhattan. And I also have a website called Making It in Manhattan. And if you guys want to follow me, it's at Chelsea Vaughn and at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok. And then we have the YouTube channel now. So you can see Exciting. our outfits. I kind of dressed up for our Fashion Week episode. I love it. Um, yeah, watch us on YouTube. And other than that, we will see you guys next episode. Yay. Yay.